Section 19 of The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 8. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recorded by Sylvia M.B. in Washington State. The Book of a Thousand Nights and a Night, Volume 8, by Anonymous. Translated by Richard Francis Burton, 1821 through 1890 section nineteen when it was the eight hundred and thirty-fifth night she resumed it hath reached me o auspicious king that the jew said to khalifa the fisherman if this be all thou desirest twill sit lightly upon me so he rose without stay or delay and standing on his feet repeated the required words after which he turned to the fisherman and asked him hast thou aught else to ask of me no answered he and the jew said go in peace Hearing this, Khalifa sprung to his feet forthright, took up his basket and net, and returned straight to the Tigris, where he threw his net and pulled it in. He found it heavy, and brought it not ashore but with travail, when he found it full of fish of all kinds. Presently up came a woman with a dish, who gave him a dinar, and he gave her fish for it, and after her a eunuch, who also bought a dinar's worth of fish, and so forth, till he had sold ten dinars' worth and he continued to sell ten dinars worth of fish daily for ten days till he had gotten an hundred dinars now khalifa the fisherman had quarters in the passage of the merchants and as he lay one night in his lodging much bemused with hashish he said to himself o khalifa the folk all know thee for a poor fisherman and now thou hast gotten an hundred golden dinars needs must the commander of the faithful harun al-rashid hear of this from some one and haply he will be wanting money and will send for thee and say to thee i need a sum of money and it hath reached me that thou hast a hundred dinars so do thou lend them to me those same i shall answer o commander of the faithful i am a poor man and whoso told thee that i had a hundred dinars lied against me for i have not of this thereupon he will commit me to the chief of police saying strip him of his clothes and torment him with the bastinado till he confess and give up the hundred dinars in his possession wherefore me seemeth to provide against this predicament the best thing i can do is to rise forthright and bash myself with a whip so to use myself to beating and his hashish said to him rise doff thy dress so he stood up and putting off his clothes took a whip he had by him and set handy a leathern pillow then he fell to lashing himself laying every other blow upon the pillow and roaring out the while alas alas by allah tis a false saying o my lord they have lied against me for i am a poor fisherman and have naught of the goods of the world the noise of the whip falling on the pillow and on his person resounded in the still of night and the folk heard it and amongst others the merchants and they said whatever can ail the poor fellow that he crieth and we hear the noise of blows falling on him twould seem robbers have broken in upon him and are tormenting him presently they all came forth of their lodgings at the noise of the blows and the crying and repaired to khalifa's room but they found the door locked and said one to other be like the robbers have come in upon him from the back of the adjoining saloon it behoveth us to climb over by the roofs so they clomb over the roofs and coming down through the skylight saw him naked and flogging himself and asked him what aileth thee o khalifa he answered know o folk that i have gained some dinars and fear lest my case be carried up to the prince of true believers 
harun al rashid and he send for me and demand of me those same gold pieces whereupon i should deny and i fear that if i deny he will torture me so i am torturing myself by way of accustoming me to what may come the merchants laughed at him and said leave this fooling may allah not bless thee and the dinars thou hast gotten verily thou hast disturbed us this night and hast troubled our hearts so khalifa left flogging himself and slept till the morning when he rose and would have gone about his business but bethought him of his hundred dinars and said in his mind and i leave them at home thieves will steal them and if i put them in a belt about my waist peradventure some one will see me and lay in wait for me till he come upon me in some lonely place and slay me and take the money but i have a device that should serve me well right well so he jumped up forthright and made him a pocket in the collar of his gabardine and tying the hundred dinars up in a purse laid them in the collar pocket then he took his net and basket and staff and went down to the tigris and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say when it was the eight hundred and thirty-sixth night she said it hath reached me o auspicious king that khalifa the fisherman having set his hundred dinars in the collar pocket took basket staff and net and went down to the tigris where he made a cast but brought up naught so he removed from that place to another and threw again but once more the net came up empty and he went on removing from place to place till he had gone half a day's journey from the city ever casting the net which kept bringing up naught so he said to himself by allah i will throw my net a stream but his once more whether ill come of it or weal then he hurled the net with all his force of the excess of his wrath and the purse with the hundred dinars flew out of his collar pocket and lighting in mid-stream was carried away by the strong current whereupon he threw down the net and plunged into the water after the purse he dived for it nigh a hundred times till his strength was exhausted and he came up for sheer fatigue without chancing on it when he despaired of finding the purse he returned to the shore where he saw nothing but staff net and basket and sought for his clothes but could light on no trace of them so he said in himself o vilest of those wherefore was made the byword the pilgrimage is not perfected save by copulation with the camel then he wrapped the net about him and taking staff in one hand and basket in the other went trotting about like a camel in rut running right and left and backwards and forwards dishevelled and dusty as he were a rebel merid let loose from solomon's prison so far for what concerns the fisherman khalifa but as regards the caliph harun al-rashid he had a friend a jeweller called ibn al-kirnas and all the traders brokers and middlemen knew him for the caliph's merchant wherefore there was not sold in baghdad by way of rarities and things of price or mamelukes or handmaidens but was first shown to him as he sat one day in his shop behold there came up to him the sheikh of the brokers with a slave-girl whose like seers never saw for she was of passing beauty and loveliness symmetry and perfect grace and among her gifts was that she knew all arts and sciences and could make verses and play upon all manner musical instruments so ibn al-kirnas bought her for five thousand golden dinars and clothed her with other thousand after which he carried her to the prince of true believers with whom she lay that night and who made trial of her in every kind of knowledge and accomplishment 
and found her versed in all sorts of arts and sciences, having no equal in her time. Her name was Kutal Kalub, and she was even as saith the poet, I fix my glance on her whene'er she wends, and non-acceptance of my glance breeds pain. She favours graceful-necked gazelle at gaze, and graceful as gazelle to say we're fain. And where is this beside the saying of another? Give me, brunettes, the Syrian spears, so limber and so straight, tell of the slender dusky maids, so lithe and proud of gait, languid of eyelids, with a down like silk upon her cheek, within her wasting lover's heart she queens it still in state. On the morrow the caliph sent for Ibn al-Kirnas the jeweller, and bade him receive ten thousand dinars as to her price. And his heart was taken up with the slave-girl Kut al-Kalub, and he forsook the lady Zubaydah bint al-Kasim, for all she was the daughter of his father's brother, and he abandoned all his favourite concubines, and abode a whole month without stirring from Kut al-Kalub's side, save to go to the Friday prayers, and return to her in all haste. This was grievous to the lords of the realm, and they complained thereof to the wazir Jafar, the Barmecide, who bore with the commander of the faithful, and waited till the next Friday, when he entered the cathedral mosque, and, foregathering with the caliph, related to him all that occurred to him of extraordinary stories, anent seld-seen love, and lovers with intent to draw out what was in his mind. Quoth the caliph, By Allah, O Jafar, this is not of my choice, but my heart is caught in the snare of love, and what I not what is to be done. The wazir Jafar replied, O commander of the faithful, thou knowest how this girl Kut al-Kalub is become at thy disposal, and of the number of thy servants, and that which hand possesseth, soul coveteth not. Moreover, I will tell thee another thing, which is that the highest boast of kings and princes is in hunting, and the pursuit of sport and victory, and if thou apply thyself to this, perchance it will divert thee from her, and it may be thou wilt forget her. Rejoined the caliph, Thou sayest well, O Jafar, come, let us go a-hunting forthright, without stay or delay. So soon as Friday prayers were prayed, they left the mosque, and at once, mounting their she-mules, rode forth to the chase. And Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. When it was the eight hundred and thirty-seventh night, she continued, It hath reached me, O auspicious king, that when the caliph Harun al-Rashid and the wazir Jafar would go forth a-hunting and a-chasing, they mounted two she-mules, and fared on into the open country, occupied with talk, and their attendants outwent them. Presently the heat became over-hot, and al-Rashid said to his wazir, O Jafar, I am sore athirst. Then he looked around, and espying a figure in the distance on a high mound, asked Jafar, Seest thou what I see? answered the wazir. Yes, O commander of the faithful, I see a dim figure on a high mound. Belike he is the keeper of a garden, or of a cucumber plot, and in whatso wise water will not be lacking in his neighbourhood, presently adding, I will go to him and fetch thee some. But al-Rashid said, My mule is swifter than thy mule, so do thou abide here on account of the troops, whilst I go myself to him, and get of this person drink, and return. So saying, he urged his she-mule, which started off like racing wind or railing water, and in the twinkling of an eye made the mound, where he found the figure he had seen to be none other than Khalifa the fisherman, naked and wrapped in the net, and indeed he was horrible to behold. As to and fro he rolled with eyes for very redness, like crescent gleam, and dusty hair and dishevelled trim, 
as he were an ifrit or a lion grim al-rashid saluted him and he returned his salutation but he was wroth and fires might have been lit at his breath quoth the caliph o man hast thou any water and quoth khalifa ho thou art thou blind or jinn mad get thee to the river tigris for tis behind this mound so al-rashid went around the mound and going down to the river drank and watered his mule then without a moment's delay he returned to khalifa and said to him what aileth thee o man to stand here and what is thy calling the fisherman cried this is a stranger and sillier question than that about the water seest thou not the gear of my craft on my shoulder said the caliph belike thou art a fisherman and he replied yes asked al-rashid where is thy gabardine and where are thy waistcloth and girdle and where be the rest of thy raiment now these were the very things which had been taken from khalifa like for like so when he heard the caliph name them he got into his head that it was he who had stolen his clothes from the river-bank and coming down from the top of the mound swiftlier than the blinding leaven laid hold of the mule's bridle saying hark ye man bring me back my things and leave jesting and joking al rashid replied by allah i have not seen thy clothes nor know aught of them now the caliph had large cheeks and a small mouth so khalifa said to him belike thou art by trade a singer or a piper on pipes but bring me back my clothes fairly and without more ado or i will bash thee with this my staff till thou be pissed thyself and befoul thy clothes when al-rashid saw the staff in the fisherman's hand and that he had the vantage of him he said to himself by allah i cannot brook from this mad beggar half a blow of that staff now he had on a satin gown so he pulled it off and gave it to khalifa saying o man take this in place of thy clothes the fisherman took it and turned it about and said my clothes are worth ten of this painted abba cloak and rejoined the caliph put it on till i bring thee thy gear so khalifa donned the gown but finding it too long for him took a knife he had with him tied to the handle of his basket and cut off nigh a third of the skirt so that it fell only beneath his knees then he turned to al-rashid and said to him allah upon thee o piper tell me what wage thou gettest every month from thy master for thy craft of piping replied the caliph my wage is ten dinars a month and khalifa continued by allah my poor fellow thou makest me sorry for thee why i make thy ten dinars every day hast thou a mind to take service with me and i will teach thee the art of fishing and share my gain with thee so shalt thou make five dinars a day and be my slavey and i will protect thee against thy master with this staff quoth al-rashid i will well and quoth khalifa then get off thy she-ass and tie her up so she may serve us to carry the fish hereafter and come hither that i may teach thee to fish forthright so al-rashid alighted and hobbling his mule tucked his skirts into his girdle and khalifa said to him o piper lay hold of the net thus and put it over thy forearm thus and cast it into the tigris thus accordingly the caliph took heart of grace and doing as the fisherman showed him threw the net and pulled at it but could not draw it up so khalifa came to his aid and tugged at it with him but the two together could not hail it up whereupon said the fisherman o piper of ill omen for the first time i took thy gown in place of my clothes but this second time i will have thine ass and will beat thee to boot till thou be piss and beskite thyself and i find my net torn quoth al-rashid let the twain of us pull at once so they both pulled together and succeeded with difficulty in hauling that net ashore 
when they found it full of fish of all kinds and colors and shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say end of section nineteen recorded by sylvia m b in washington state